Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Not Another Rugby Podcast, brought to you by Ruck.co.uk and Altius Images. I'm your host, Todd Dudley, and I'm joined, as always, by the editor-in-chief of Ruck.co.uk and my co-host, Steve Smith. Hello, Steve-O. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. It's good to be back. 2023, it's a World Cup year. It's going to be a good one. It is. We are now officially in the World Cup year, which is very exciting. Um, we haven't we haven't chatted for a while. It's been a little while. Despite it's us, been about the normal length of time. Well, yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yes. Despite us saying on the last podcast, we're in every week. You believe us? Uh, we have a fool. We haven't been in every week. But who knows? Maybe 2023 could be the year. Well, we're both trying to cut down on alcohol and we only meet in pubs, so... True, true. But for the listener, we are on coffee and water this morning, so, you know. For now. It's it still, it's still the morning. It is still the morning, so... Maybe if we stay here long enough, we can get on the beers, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, lot, I mean lots... Of, we've, we've picked a good time to have a break because lots has happened in the interim. Um, I don't really know where to... Should we, should we just jump in with, like, Borthwick? Yeah, Borthwick. Eddie Jones, axed. See you later, mate. Thanks for coming. He's gone. You both, it was both shocking but also predictable. But at mm. the same time, you, you wonder if it, if it comes off, the RFU are going to look like geniuses. So, yeah. yeah. I th- it's a it, lot of money to spend. A lot of money to spend. Presumably, they have to like pay Eddie Jones out of his contract and then they have to pay Borthwick and Sinfield to get them in as well. Well, pay Leicester to get them to it. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it's going to end at Sinfield. There's the one a couple more. Yeah. Nick Evans has come in for the Six Nations yeah. from Quinns. Yeah. And I'm sure what they wouldn't have... a short-term deal. What short-term yeah, deal. But that means. That makes it even stranger for Quinns to, to be happy with that. I, I, don't, I don't think it is a short-term deal, to be honest. I think they're... They just haven't decided on a price yet. Yeah, so I, it's... Uh, I think they're saying, he's coming in for the Six Nations, and then after the Six Nations... I now pay later. Be, yeah. Nick Evans is going to stay. As you reckon, the RFU's gone to Wonga to try and get a loan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cash is gone. Well, it t- seems that they can just magic money up out of nowhere, a bit like a uh, bit like our government, which is you know for 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 England rugby, it's a good it's a good thing, I guess. Probably quite closely knit those two. I reckon Boris <laughs> is running the RFU. <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, ha- what what are your? Would you have made the same decision with Eddie? What do you think? I'm not sure to be honest. I think I think it was one of them. You know the. I always think the news sort of runs on a 24-hour sort of news site. I think I think you could have got to the Six Nations, but I think they, I think what they might have seen is you know ticket sales were not as strong as normal. I was saying to someone just the other day, I was because I, I listen to Talksport a lot. It was the first time I think I've ever heard an advert for Six Nations tickets at <laughs> Twickenham on Talksport, mm. and I think that might be part of the reason why they made the decision because yeah, I think they could feel like the general public, public swaying away and I think it was starting to damage them financially and that's usually when people actually yeah. do something. Yeah, You know, if it's just people throwing up a strop, they're probably not going to be yeah. that bothered but when it's starting to hit them in the pocket and we can't see things, you know, like shirt sales and stuff. All that stuff's been dropping in that continuously yeah. over the last year, year and a half. That's probably actually the reason they did it rather than results and, and yeah. what's actually happening on the field. Yeah. Yeah, because he, you know, it, it wasn't a great last couple of years, but he remains the most successful England coach ever. Win yeah, percent, I mean, you win put it in the context, wise. his last two games, he drew against the All Blacks and lost to the World Champions. It's yeah. not exactly, uh, yeah. you know, disgraceful. Yeah. yeah. Not that it was great, but I think, yeah, I think it's because the public had already turned, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think so. And I think, like, if you'd waited to the Six Nations, it's then really late to make a change. Yeah. Whereas at least Borthwick's got the Six Nations basically to, to try and get ready for the World Cup. Yeah, I hope he's just going to completely mix it up. 
I'd yeah. love him just to drop a bomb, but I don't think he's going to. I, I think there will be quite a lot of continuity from the autumn. I do too, but I, I do think there'll be some more... Um, I think it just makes... I don't think we'll necessarily change our style that much, but I think it makes like selection more interesting. I think I think one of the problems under Jones towards the end, I think we looked a bit overcoached, and I think we've seen Nick Evans already you know, say this week that the attack isn't going to be completely like detailed. It's going to be like getting to these areas and then, you know, express yourself, show you what can you do. Play, I play, think that's play. what England were really missing. It was just so sort of, you know, like static and trying to pull off. It was like we were trying to play, pull off NFL moves rather yeah. than just play rugby. Yeah. Yeah. And but and then the when it, when it was unstructured, mm-hmm. basically the plan seemed to be give it to Marcus and just hope for the best, which... He's unreal, but he does like particularly at Test rugby. He needs like a little bit more help and a bit more structure behind that, which he, I just don't think he was really getting. Um, wow. th- we'll stay stay on Smith. Obviously, he's injured at the moment. I don't I don't know when he's. I think he might be back. Maybe I think it's meant weekend. to be this weekend. The talk. So what? <laughs> Farrell's carving up, but now he's got a ban. But he's back in time for Six Nations. Smith has been injured. Ford is still injured, but back relatively soon, I think. Are you suggesting we call up Freddie Burns? I don't know what I'm su- No, because he, <laughs> he got injured the weekend. Oh, darn it. Um, I think, yeah, Van Portley, Van Portley ended up playing 10 for Leicester. So, because Pollard and Burns got injured. So, what I'm, I'm not really suggesting anything. What I'm asking you is, do you think, first game of Six Nations, Scotland, right? Yep, yeah. at Murrayfield. No, that's Twickenham. Bearing in mind, we can't seem to get our hands on the Calcutta Cup, so we could really do with winning that one. Is it still the Calcutta Cup? I don't know. You just never Whatever know. Whatever it is. You never know. Who is starting at 10 for you? Because Farrell's been unreal recently. But I think it'll be, we I haven't think, compared to Smith. I think it'll be Farrell. Just yeah. be, mainly just because he's not injured. And now he's got a rest. He's got a rest, so he's going to be fresh. Yeah. I think, I know the people are still saying, oh, they'll, they might stick to that 10-12 axis, but surely, surely it's got to be put in the bin. It, it, it doesn't work. I think, I think it, it wouldn't hugely surprise me if we ended up back with Ford Farrell for the World Cup. That really wouldn't surprise me that much. But it's I think, mad, isn't it? I think like, now with Nick Evans coming in... That'd be eight years of literally not. the same thing. Yeah. Um, Wonder why we're predictable. But yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Farrell Smith doesn't... Uh, Smith Farrell doesn't work for me, so I think you've got to choose. And at the moment, Faz is very good. But Smith could come back this weekend, absolutely carve up. What do you think Farrell does at tackle school? Well, so uh, initially... Do you reckon it's like when you learn when you go to like... Rugby tots. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's got to hit yeah. bags. Maybe the, maybe the instructor's going to be carrying a medicine ball. This is how I learned tackle on Shanghai. Going to be carrying a medicine ball, and you have to hit below the medicine ball. Um, I'd love to see otherwise you bounce off. Would you not? Well, it, that would be amazing. I don't think we'll get that, unfortunately. Even just like, a, you know what? I've never made like a parody or something, but someone making like a parody version with like a teacher and a whiteboard. That, would, that, that would be, be excellent. I have seen the meme of like, Bart Simpson with yeah, Farrell's face was, uh, writing the lines on it. It was the Scottish lad, wasn't it? it looked it's class. very good. But I did see a stat the other day that um, since this initiative has begun, however, however, I think it's like 90 people or something have gone on the course, and only 6% of people have re-offended since being on the course, which is pretty good. There's a huge thing in finding out what on earth this course yeah, is. Yes, I know. So, and also, let's, let's stay on Farrell. I think it obviously gets overplayed because he's had, like, very uh, sort of newsworthy and noteworthy high shots that haven't been penalised in the past. 
Esther Hayes against South Africa probably being the main one. But that was so, so fucking long ago now. Like, I don't know why I was still talking about it. And I think it's been a long... Was it 2018 or 2017? It was that long ago. It was a long time ago. And it's been a long time since he's been penalised. Like, I think his last high tackle that he got penalised for was that horrific one on Atkinson last year, which which was horrendous. But that was just like bad ti- like a bad timing one. That wasn't like a necessarily the worst technique. It was just bad timing. I think the problem that he has is so he sort of talk- tackles like a rugby league player. Yeah. But rugby league players, when they tackle like that, are static. Like yeah. they're usually on the line. While he's coming off the line yeah. and doing the same thing, so it looks yeah. a lot worse and can can have a lot worse. Yeah. But yeah. But, so, uh, so I'm ripping this off from a, from another podcast. Unfortunately, the the Rugby Union Weekly were talking about this. And Monya did some uh, some stat diving, and he, the clip of his tackle got four times more views than the clip of his winning drop goal at the end of the game, which I just find hilarious. Like it just absolutely like it speaks so much to like people just want to people just I think people are interested more in like uh, oh, man, bad I'm, news anyway. Oh man, I can tell. And you. with Farrell, it's just ridiculous. It's very true, and, and I think the, the problem is he's, he's one of the only, this is the rugby, like the general rugby public, the huge, the international rugby fans care about what he's up to. Yeah. If that had been any other England player, apart from Joe Marler, wouldn't have been as big <laughs> news at all. No. But it's just, he's the pantomime villain. Yeah. But there's like a couple of them you've got. But you can switch sides sometimes. So, like, Joe Marler's recently gone from being, like, the fan favourite yeah. to the Pantomime villain. Yeah. Another, Peter Romani was always a Pantomime villain and sort of moved into yeah. being a fan for it. Yeah. You can sort of, you kind of dance across the line, while other players are just sort of, can just chill, to be honest. Fa- Farrell doesn't seem to have done too much dancing across the line, though, unfortunately. I'm, no, I'm a big right. fan, but he just seems to, to cop a lot of, lot of shit. Um, but, to be honest, I think for him, he's probably walking off a duck's back. I really don't think he... I don't think he sees it, and even if he did see it, I don't think he'd give a shit. But I think the band's pretty much spot on. Yeah, I don't think. Well, I don't know what you could expect a bit like, more from that. The only contention could be that they're including the Sarri's Bristol game as one of his game bands. Yeah, which is a week before the Six Nations, so he wouldn't he wouldn't be playing in that game anyway. The only thing but I that happens literally all the time. The only other controversial thing I find about this, you're not finding the last couple of weeks. I'm sure you used to have to be sighted within 24 hours or something. Oh, and really? Beca- well, like, it had to be within a day. Yeah. And it seems like these two incidents, this one and, you know, the Joe Marler one that yeah. we might, we'll come on to, they've seen what's happened on social media, sort of not knowing what to do, and then just decided to um, yeah. cite them yeah. two or three days. Because did Farrell not get cited until Monday? The game was on Friday. That's no, unusual. it was... T- it was no, it was, it was Monday, and you he got sure? banned on Tuesday. Oh, cited Monday, banned, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to play on Friday and get cited on a Monday is very unusual. Yeah. And the Marla one was a Friday, and I don't think he was cited until the Monday. Yeah. That is not normal. It's like they've come in off their weekend in Marbella, went, oh, crap, we've missed this, and went, oh, we'll have to cite him because, you know, trial by social media. That could literally be what it was. They could have just like had the weekend off. Yeah, because usually it's within a day. I'm pretty okay. sure. Because you always get it escapes ban. Like if there's a match on a Saturday night, you'll see them 
Mail Telegraph do a story on the Sunday and say they've escaped the ban right, if they've not been cited. Yeah, okay. So that's interesting. The Marla one, I, I can understand why it took a bit longer because that's. It's still the same point though. They're yeah. doing it because yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting. If those two things hadn't blown up on social media, I don't think I'd yeah. be Yeah, that's probably a good point. But yeah, the problem is, point. I feel like just as things. The problem is when you do that, it's just as the story dies down, you blow it up again. Yeah. But I think with the with the foul one, I, it was so badly communicated. I, Carl Dixon actually thinks a pretty decent ref, but he's not had a he's not had a great couple of weeks, has he? Really? No. The communication with the TMO was just like absolutely. I, th- I think I reckon they must have had a. Uh, What's it called? Like a an instruction to try and make games as quickly as quick as possible at the moment. Because I think so. You've everyone's seen making decisions very very quickly. Luke Pierce is the same. Yeah, Barnes is the same. And like he gave doesn't suit Barnes either. No, I've been I've been Barnes. You used to referee games like he was like a like a leader of an orchestra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like everyone would go at his pace, which which I quite liked. So did I actually. It was yeah. kind of like he was. But then I guess it made him the centre of uh, yeah. attention sometimes. Yeah. But you, usually for the best. Yeah. Like you would usually get the right decisions. Yeah. Um, and Dixon, Dixon gave a yellow card earlier in the game um, without going to the TMO, which is pretty rare these days. Like normally you'd go and check it and see if it's a penalty try and blah, 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 blah. And he just gave the yellow card and cracked on, which I liked. But this one, like the TMO was like, Carl, I need to show you something. And he was like, was it in that phase? And he didn't even, he, phase is A, the wrong word to say. Because it, it doesn't, is it, the phase is irrelevant. It's like, was it before the ball last went out of play? Which isn't, yeah. which isn't a phase in rugby. And she was like, uh, oh, I'm not sure. And he was like, well, you, well I, if it's not, then I can't look at it. And she was like, uh, okay, let me just check. Um, no, I don't think it was that phase. I think it was the fa- like a couple of phases before. But a phase could just be like but two that, seconds. That's what she means. Like she means there's been like three breakdowns since the incident. Carl Dixon is trying to say... Has the ball gone out? Because then you can't go back and look at foul play, apparently, which I didn't even know was a thing either. So that I just thought the communication was horrendous, so rushed, and then I like, feel like oh, God. for red cards, they should be able to look at any. You go back like, till yeah, like even at half time, if they looked yeah. and someone punched someone in the face, yeah, exactly. It's like well, the the phase has gone. It's like oh no, advantage lasts longer than a phase. Yeah, yeah it lasts last twenty five about twenty five phases <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, so it was just. I just thought that was like pretty rushed and not, not very well handled, which, you know, obviously he's got a ban now. But for Gloucester, man, can you like you're 16 all? What was it? Four minutes to go when he made the tackle, something like that. Should have had a red. 100 percent should have had a red, which is bad enough because then you've got 15 on 14 for four, four minutes to if try not and beat red, Sarries. It was, a, it was a yellow. A yellow. But then you know the the, the he's been cited in ban, so obviously yeah. they now consider that yeah. it should have been a red card. So not only do they not get to play against 14 for the last few minutes, he then slots a 44-metre drop goal to win the game. Saracens really are. <laughs> they are the, Manche- like the Manchester United, aren't they? Yeah. Like, just They just want to win no matter what, and you hate them for it, but at the same time, you can't not respect them. Yeah, you, yeah. You just like Jamie George. You talk, Jamie George went mental at half time. I don't even know what, what he was going to Yeah, I saw this a bit on, on Twitter. Was he like going for Dick Carl Dixon? It looked like He was it. like shouting at... at, at Big Mario yeah. gave him a hug. Yeah, and then Billy like stepped in front as well. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Which you don't often see from Jamie George. <laughs> He's pretty chilled out most of the time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, interesting. He's one of my favourite players, James Jordan, oh, in terms of hookers. Yeah. Although I would say just just on a just changing, I think Jamie Blamey is um, getting a lot of use out of George McGuigan moving on. Yeah. It seems like he's pushed on. Yeah. I just to that, change subjects a yeah. little bit. That that was a move that like as I an honor, as an honorary Geordie fan, I was like, I don't really know why we're doing that. But then it's like, well, actually, if it means Blamire, Blamire, Blamire can play in his actual position rather than mincing around in the back, back row. row. Yeah. Then and actually... There'll probably like, be a young hooker who's coming through yeah, as well. Yeah. Lay on the bench. So I actually don't think it's And you've got money move. to and invest in another area. And for Gloucester, it's a great pickup as well. So it, maybe it makes a bit more sense than I thought it would. Gloucester um, have got suddenly got quite a lot of strength and depth. They've really... Stru- Losing Hastings was a bit of a ball, eh? Gloucester. Yeah. But it, they're proper good, though, Gloucester. Proper good. Should we go into some Prem stuff? We'll, we'll come back to England and stuff later, won't we, with, the, yeah. with some Six Nations stuff. Should we jump into some Prem? Yeah, mate, we've made the switch. All right. So, at the weekend, I mean, do Pat, I want to start with Pat that? Lamb's days of Bristol numbered. Headline for you. All right. Let's start with it's Bristol. It's a bold one. Let's start with Bristol. They are... Highest paid coach in the world. They are shit at the moment. <laughs> like, really shit. I don't Max Malins must be thinking... Shit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what is going on. Like literally, they can't. They can't. Like Randrandra looks a shadow of his former self. They can't seem to get any kind of flow going. They don't have fr- any front football. It's just really. Got a nice training ground though. They got a lovely training ground. A great YouTube channel as well. So you got to remember these things when you. Talking about how crap but they didn't, are. Hasn't Pat, didn't Pat Lamb sign like a nine-year deal or something? Yeah, on like £800,000 a year. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I mean, the only thing is like... It, they, they won't, won't, they won't the sack top. him. Yeah, they won't sack him. Yeah. The, but the, the, the issue for me is that like, not only are they, are they losing some games, they've not really been in games. That's kind of my I think they didn't issue. get... Absolute, they didn't get trounced when they played up here when I went but they were also still a bit crap yeah I remember the Falcons didn't play well but beat them and then I remember they went they played Exeter at home the next week and yeah. ended up with 50 points past them yeah. and sort of been the theme of the season I think the thing is in the Premiership everyone's been inconsistent you know everyone can smash someone one week yeah. get smashed the next but they've just never looked that convincing do you know what I think massive massively hurt them which is a bizarre thing to say I think signing McGinty's been a shocker, like an absolute shocker. Because he, yeah, I can see what you mean. I mean, having said that, like two weeks ago, he did say he did like win the game for them by tap tackling yesterday's in the last minute. But I just don't, I don't think he necessarily fits with what they have historically been. So maybe they're trying to change and they're just through this transitional period. But it's also meant Sheedy's playing a lot less, and he's not, he is now not playing well either. They've got McGinty, who's not really firing and maybe just getting used to a new system, which is fair enough. But then their flair Jue 10 isn't yeah. getting enough minutes to like who's there over t- to play I well. I can't remember. Well, Yoan Lloyd plays occasionally, yeah, yeah. like if he needs to. Um, um, I was still probably thinking of Ian Madigan from like four years yeah, ago. Yeah, no, Matt is long. He's long gone. So I, b- bizarrely, signing an absolute worldie like McGinty, I think has actually hurt them. For now, I think if they could come through this period and playing a slightly different style and be better well I think um, what you're going to see is you're going to see some significant players leave at the end of the season you're going to yeah. see I think, I think they're going to clear the decks a little bit Pietro and Redrada that's going to free up 
cash. For the first time in quite a long time, quite a bit of cash. Yeah. But the thing is, they're all the players they're linked with are all, again, international players. And it's like, I don't think that The reason Bristol did so well is they had a lot of, like, seven, eight out of ten players. Yeah. You know, people like Pietal, Luke, 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 uh, Yes, Morahan, the other Pietal. That's who I was going to say. He's just left, hasn't he, he as has. well? Yeah, he's just gone. Um, um, this Vui, Piers O'Connor. Yeah, Chris Vui. Um, yeah. Match which, life. Which they've still got, you know, people like that, but I don't know. It's just not, it's just not working. And, the, you know, like they beat Quinns, but like... Quinns are not playing well either. Quinns are, Quinns are playing well, aren't playing well, and the weather that day... So anti Quinns, it was ridiculous. Yeah, but that was grim. And they probably should have won Quinns, save a miracle tap tackle from McGinty, and then the cover by whoever it was, Whiteley, I think, was just like crazy. Crazy. There's no way that shouldn't be a try. So that was like a bit of a get out of jail free card as well. But yeah, I'm not not convinced. Not convinced. Irish, however. Managed to keep hold of Ben Loader, so that's good. Yeah, re-sign Loader. They just keep playing really good rugby, but don't get as many results as they probably should. But that's been a story I now think, for yeah, two think, or three years. Yeah, I think if you look at the results, like most of the games they lose, they lose by two or three points, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I remember that being even more prevalent last season. Yeah. I know it's still happening this season, but it would literally be like every week you knew last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, you got like we got to be like twenty points clear here, otherwise we could be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, Falcons have gone there two years down there two years in a row and just got absolute got, yeah. got pasted. So when they when they're on, they play like proper proper rugby. They're class, absolute class. Um, I'd like Hassel, I'd want to see Hassel Collins get a bit of a run at some stage for England. You know, I think so. But then I, think, I, I, mean, then I say the same the about squad for the Six Nations, but I don't know if he'll get any game yeah. time. He's so good though. But then I want like I want Radwan to get back in. I want Caden Murley to play. So I can't have it all, but you know. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talent on the wings, isn't there? I think, I think that's the area where you might want to see players moved on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, that'll do for that fixture. It's one of them where, like you're saying, I think if he, if both just that's actually we'll save that for later. I was going to say, I'll just say it quickly. I think if both sticks with some of the same players, he'll get less patience off the fans. Yes, I agree. If he if he rolls the dice, he'll get a bit of patience. Yeah, I think I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, Chief Saints, mate, was a weird one as well. Chiefs 35, Saints 12. Exeter just can't really seem to make their mind up whether they're Rubbish still really good or not very good. Because Saints have been very good. And again, are just delightful to watch most of the time. They, weren't, they didn't have their best day, but Chiefs were, were just class again. I don't, know what's, I don't know what's going on there. I think this is their last season to like give it a bash. I think so. I've, next year's uh, yeah. going to be a real rebuilding process. They're going to have... Losing Noel. Five, six. Losing Simmons. Leave. Losing Cowan Dickey. So that's could lose, three. Could lose Stuart Hogg. Could lose yeah. Joe Simmons as well. Could yeah. lose Kirsten in the back row. Could lose probably more than that. They're just the ones that have been revealed, you know. There'll be more, a lot more players Oh, there'll be more to go. And they lost. And you, you think know, who they, they lost, lost last year? Loads last year. Or yeah, Flaherty. Exactly. Um, Johnny Hill. Johnny Hill. Um, didn't think you retire. Um, Armand? Yeah. I, 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 I had no. Co- Confidence in when I said that. You were, but yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. So yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a funny one. I think um, what's his name, uh, the Wel- big Welsh lad, Ginza. He's part of the key of the, re- but he, he might but have to leave. he might have to go back to Wales. I don't know because it, it just depends how long his contract is. Yeah, because he, and he's only a youngster, so they probably haven't signed a huge contract. Just no, no, I think there's somewhere to do. Um, 
you can trick it by making it like a trigger and extension somehow. Yeah, okay, okay. Because Gloucester must be doing something funky with Reese Hammett. <laughs> yeah, true. Who's injured again? Yeah, M- missing so, the start of the Six Nations, which is a shame. What do you make of um, Leicester under Wigglesworth? Do you think I think his chances um, of getting the top job are mixed? Yeah, I think. I mean, he's exactly. not if he'd want that top job full time. You know, it's not when you're trying to, you know, yeah, get into coaching. I don't think you would have ever expected to be in this position at this point. I think you know they started. They started very well. You know that was a that was a hell of a win in their first game, and then to go away to Sale and then away to Newcastle, Newcastle. with how Newcastle play, like Newcastle traditionally maybe aren't great, but with how they're playing at the moment, that's a t- that is a tough couple of games. Like Sale, Sale is gross. Like I, I would probably. I'm really they would be bottom on my list of who I'd like to play against if I had to choose. I'm so ridiculously pleased how Sale's doing, and yeah. the how not just how the team's doing, but how the club seems to be, you know, sort of generating an atmosphere at last. Getting they're selling out games. It's yeah, it's really incredible to watch, and yeah. it's a really exciting club at the moment. And that's the word I usually. I don't think I've been this interested in Sale since they had Jason Robinson and Sebastian Chabal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what's not, what's nice going. is that they're just. They're just like layering on things as they go. Like yep. it, it was so like so Alex Anderson vibes, but it was like, right, we're going to be really horrible to play against to start with. We're just going to be going to get a bunch of mutants, and we're going to feels very Saracens esque. Right, yeah, hundred percent. But it's you know it's working because they're now playing like some really nice attacking rugby as well. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're very very good, and that's without George Ford, <laughs> and that's without George Ford. Uh, so that I mean that game, I think you can just write off for Leicester, like you know. That, that's, a, that's a tough game. And then Newcastle are probably playing the best they've played for, like, like since Johnny Wilkinson was here. Yeah, I just to don't... To be honest. I don't think Newcastle... I just don't... I don't think Leicester fancy that and Carrera's got three chances and yeah. scores everyone. Yeah. He's, he, he is... He's been my player this season. He's outrageous. He's a joke. An absolute joke. So fast. So strong. Like, just changes direction... So quickly, he's just an absolute not. He's, he's, a, he's a bit like, um, I think he's a bit like Colby, but probably stronger. Yeah, like it's it's madness, absolute madness. And then he, he took a while to settle at the Falcons as well. Yeah, he's yeah. come very good. I think he signed for the Falcons and he didn't really do much. And then we saw him play against Ireland for Argentina. Yeah, and he completely ripped yeah. it up and scored two. And my dad was like, This guy looks really good. I was this like, guy's plays for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? But he knows he plays for us now well and truly. But then they've got, you know, like... Radwan. Radders as well. Penny's been very good. And then Moroni and Orlando in the centres is just... Sometimes dr- I just think dreamy. the Falcons are just a fly half away from being... Well, I agree. Top two, I think connor has been good. Last few he's weeks. He's come good. Last he's few weeks he's playing really nicely. Like, that assist for Carreras is... What I'd say, he's always been a good rugby player. It's more we just need someone to kick every point. Yes. Yeah, true. So that doesn't actually have to be well, a half anymore. Or do you, if you're going to score six try, tries <laughs> That's in a, a game? That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, maybe you don't. But then, the, but then the pack as well is, again, just, like, not very pleasant to play against. No. Like, they've just got a lot of, like, hard, combative... I think just nasty people. If I was going to make like a list of five Premiership players I wouldn't want to play against, I would have Gary Graham mm-hmm. near the top. Hundred percent. Back row of Gary Graham, Callum Chick, and Carl Ferns. No, no. Thanks. Carl Ferns would be up there as no, well. No thanks. I love Carl Ferns on Twitter. So funny that he's still doing it. I can't believe it. Did you see what he was? T- what he tweeted after Fowler got banned? No. Tweeted like something. 
wonder would love to be an international rugby player, dot, 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 <laughs> something like that, or to to be an international. Yeah. And I was just like, zero, <laughs> zero fucks given. Yeah. So we started that because we were discussing Wigglesworth. I think, I mean, you know, I don't know. We'll we'll see how we go, but for me, it's not a huge issue that they've lost two two on the trot. Like, no. But I was just I was just going to caveat about going into. Um, According to the mail, apparently Gregor Townsend's already accepted the role. So, oh really? Yeah, and uh, but then in France, Wait, what? yeah, less <laughs> less the boss for next season. Post World Cup. Post World Cup. Interesting. Okay, that'd be interesting. But then other people say there's been no decision made. Right. But okay. then he's also there's been, no smoke without fire. I feel though. like Townsend's agents doing bare work this week because he's also been linked to being a France assistant this week. Oh mate, he need, they need to do some work because he's. So uh, he's definitely off. So he's definitely going. Interesting. And they've got Claremont away tomorrow night, so that's a bit of a freebie anyway, isn't it? Really, I really like. Let, do you want to have a two-minute bitch about the new European format? We could try, mate. I don't understand it, but we can we can try. All right, you bitch away, and I'll just ad lib. Don't like it, mate. Let's just get rid. Of it. <laughs> what don't you like about it specifically? I don't know. I just it. Just not right. I just honestly, being someone who works in the rugby media, honestly, you should see, you can, you just get a vibe about how much people are interested in things, yeah. and people aren't interested. No, I'm not bothered. European rugby's interest would usually be higher than the Premiership, yeah. and now I'd say they've sort of, they're either in line or the Premiership games are actually above it. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't Quinn's Bristol get like over a million? Over a million, they? which is pretty mad for. It was on free to air as well, which obviously helps, but. That's pretty but yeah, I, I think the. I'm just, I'm just looking at the games now, and I, on paper this should be class. Like Gloucester, Leinster, great. Uh, Bulls, Chiefs should be great because like South African. I think team with this format, Chiefs. it'll be no, good on the last game because you know it's like a league format, and you know who's going to get it in, yeah. who's not. But up until that point, you're just like, oh, it's just a league, another league game. I think the one game, the one game out of the nine that there are this weekend in the Champions Cup. That I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely want to watch that. Would be sale to lose. Other than that, I'll just watch the highlights probably. But sale to lose should be tasty. That should be proper. I don't know. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. There's definitely been a lot of you know effort put into this new format because we've seen. I think you, if you, you know, you obviously if you listen to this podcast, you're interested in rugby news. They've bought up quite a lot of display across different rugby sites. We've had it. We've had them on rock. Seen them on Planet Rugby. I've seen them on Rugby Pass. So they've they've tried to promote this tournament. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't think it's worked. No. I, I, I think the general fan doesn't want South Africa in it, in these things. Yeah, do you, that that, do you think? you think that's it? I don't think that's it. I think if you had the South African teams playing in this same format, you know, like the groups. Yeah, I think the people would be fine with that. I think the main problem is the new format. One, people don't understand it. Two people don't want to understand it. People just want to be able to... People were just used to the way it was, and I think... I think I'm usually someone who's up for change, you know, add new teams, but don't completely change the basis of your competition. I think the potential issue is that there's not... For quite a long time, there's no je- it feels like there's no jeopardy. No, be- until like the last game or two. Yeah, so you're just like, oh, right, okay. Like, doesn't seem to matter. Well, you that saw much. Gloucester. 
Does Gloucester not win their first game, then had Leinster away, and I just thought, oh, well, fuck Yeah, this. so they put the shags out. Got beat yeah. 55 nil, And then they got them again, and apparently they, they're picking like a more proper team, because they got them at home. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is weird, but but I know for a fact when it gets the knockout, I'll love it. Yeah. So the Champions yeah. League and football's doing the same thing in two or three years, where it's going to be like a league table. Yeah. And, you play, and there's you play eight games against eight different teams. I don't know. If <sighs> Just seems like that a, would help. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. I feel like the European Cup should just be a cup. It shouldn't be another league. I think we've got, we've got enough leagues. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. I, obviously, you kind of have to have, like, the pools and, like, have, you know, like, pools of four or whatever it is. You could even have, like, pools of six and you only yeah. play, you know? But the league, the league is weird. It is weird. I'm not, yeah. Well, um, we'll finish that, bitch. Yeah, we'll finish that. We'll talk about Europe more next week when, we'll, when we'll definitely record because we're recording yeah, every we'll week. Yeah, we'll be here next week. Believe us. What are your thoughts on the 10-team premiership debate that uh, seems to have popped up in the last couple of days? Stupid idea. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree. Did they not realise that the games that people like the best are the premiership games? Yeah. If anything, we need more premiership more games and less, and less of the other shit. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, mate, this prem- the premiership cup, <laughs> put that in the bin. Get in the bin. Honestly, we, we might as well have an episode where we're just... Hundred things we've put in the bin. R- like any- room 101. Yeah. Rugby 101. Rugby 101. Hey, there you go. That's There's a, a podcast a idea. idea. Yeah. Spin off. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I'd be looking to expand the premiership rather than decrease it. It just seems it but like ten teams. It just seems very strange. Rubbish. But but so at the moment, there's obviously eleven teams because what happened to Worcester and Wasps. So you're saying So one of those has got to go, but then they're not allowed back. Because it's it'll be ring fenced. To start with, is that the, isn't that the idea? It sounds so stupid, doesn't it? So, and it's and it's currently ring fence. So there's currently no relegation, but we're saying, oh no, but there's no relegation, but we'll just get rid of someone somehow. Probably be us. Probably be Falcons. Realistically, probably would be. Or London Irish if they go bust. And then hopefully not. I like London Irish. Or Bristol if they keep having to pay back that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. the highest paid coach. I don't, think any, I don't think there's any danger of them going bust, I don't think, with their backing. Oh. But so then So basically it's a ten team premiership, a ten team second division, a reduction again in the salary cap is the idea. And this is all to try and make the league more sustainable. And don't give you it more become longevity. more sustainable by playing more games and having fans at games, more fans at games and having more fans spending money. Yes, I, that's what I would have said. So the players wouldn't earn any more, but they'd be playing less games. They might earn less. But they might earn less. Yeah. Well, a lot of crap this is, isn't it? it, it just Unless you brought in England central contracts, I think this is crap. I don't yeah. think the players would earn any less. Do you think that'll, do you think that'll ha- ever happen? Well, central contracts? Yeah. Well, I suppose, it, I suppose it probably will if the Premiership keeps... I think if the RFU wasn't... Such a crutch on the Premiership already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like they would be taking the money out of the clubs and giving it to the players, I guess. Yeah. But it's such a shame because the rugby at the moment in the Premier's class, like it's so good to watch. There's loads of young English coaches. There's loads of young English players. The quality of rugby is great. Anyone can beat anyone. And then we've just got this all this shit in the background that's like, 
Oh, well, you know. You could. Oh, God, it annoys I me. I feel like I'd rather if have a, just have a league of 20 teams, but you don't play everyone home and away every year. You know, like you play just 10 home games randomly. and 10 away yeah. games, and it's just randomly, yeah. randomly done. That'd be interesting. I know, I guess you've got to get those clubs up to standard. I think you could, to an extent, nearly get the 20. Honestly, nick the Scots. If we could just nick the Scots in the <laughs> URC, that's another two. If we had Wasps and Worcester back, then we would just need five. Doncaster, Ealing. Ealing look right. But uh, Ealing lost the other day, so whoever, yeah. whoever they lost to, get them in. Cornish Pirates always morning. Give them a chance. Who did Ealing lose to? Who was that? Caldy, maybe? Caldy it was, yeah. Did you see the clip that went viral of the kids like celebrating in the background? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Great, great touch, that. Great touch. And a man called Something Beer scored a hat-trick. What a legend. That's the rugby sort of rugby player we want to see in the Premiership, That's isn't it? Caldy. We, we need beer Caldy on the wing the in the Prem. That's what we need. Shout out to beer. Just, the Premiership is like that. It's not as big as you want it to be. So you don't actually, like these, oh, you need a 10,000-seat stadium. Oh, what do you mean when the Falcons get five? Yeah, exactly. Like, why, do you need, why do you need that? And the away, travelling away fans isn't that high, so... No. I went to, I've been to Bedford Blues a couple of times just on an away day. Yeah, it's a good I, day. I, I bloody love it. Yeah. I love going to places like that. Yeah, that's a good day. I'd much rather go to Bedford than Leicester. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I, I, and the, my issue at the moment is the, the product at the moment is, in my opinion, the best it's been for a long, long time. And I guess that's the issue with increasing it, so you don't want to dilute that. Yeah, but, but, but why aren't we focusing on getting that product out to more people rather than completely like restructuring and changing everything. It's like, if, if, if every team got close to a sellout every week, which I know is tricky, but that happens a lot in football. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So if every team got close to that every single week, pretty much every financial issue would disappear because that's how they make so much of their money. And that's why it's been so damaging to teams that hadn't already played I think. Uh, Wasps and Worcester. Because they're now two home games down, yeah, which makes a huge financial like issue for them. I mean, with the Falcons as well, there's only you take that away. There's nine home games where you get five or six thousand. If you look at the European and the Cup games, it's probably near at a two or two yeah. or three. Yeah, which is, which again is crazy. Like, why are we getting so f- so many fewer fans to a Europe game? It, it feels like sometimes that we might as well not even have the Challenge Cup. <laughs> it is, yeah, but then it's a good one. It's one of those that's own, pretty much only worth doing if you win it. Yes. And if you don't, it's kind of irrelevant. It's like if everyone qualifies, why don't we just have one big European Cup that everyone can be in? It might just be a bit more interesting. What about... No, that wouldn't work. I was going to say, what about like an FA Cup but for... I would love that. A, a, Euro, a European Rugby FA Cup. I think that would be more... Because the jeopardy in every so game every game is knockout. So like, Toulouse could go out first game. That would be huge. That would be, be more watch. That would be wait, that'd be really fun. But there's probably just not enough teams. How many rounds would that be? There's more than enough teams because you could have the first and second division in France. True. The Pro you could even have the championship. It's professional these days. Yeah. Yeah, maybe every professional team in Europe. You pay, these are games that I'd go to. How great would it be to see... Because they're close to my Jersey heart, I'll pick them out. Jer- Jersey versus Toulouse. <laughs> how, how sick would that be? 
I'll be all over that. That'd be away great. Away day in Toulouse. Or away day in Jersey. Yeah. I reckon that would be fun. Mm. And I reckon it would be more enjoyable than this. But they they just see it as one free home games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I get, which I do get. I do get that. That would be fun, though. That would be fun. It's, n- it's, it's just lit- English FA Cup literally would be good. Yeah, it would. But I think the issue with that is... You can only go to the, you can't go below championship. No, uh, I no, think it just gets dangerous. Even health and safety. Yeah, exactly. Not. Like, so like, it would literally be well, how big's the champ? Like, is it twelve teams or something? So that's only a few. That's like what, four four rounds or something, which still would be quite. It'd be better than the Premiership Cup, though. It would be better than the Prem Cup for sure. Yeah, and also I don't feel like at the moment the Prem Cup's even serving its purpose because I think teams are just a they we in general have got. Smaller squads anyway, because of the salary cap, which will only get smaller. So you don't have like a plethora of like youngsters that you need to give loads of game time to because people are just keen to give them game time anyway in the prep. Yeah. So I just don't think it really adds anything at the moment. It doesn't. The fact that the final's not at Twickenham anymore, this always depresses me a little bit. Yeah, but is that, again, is it's that... Usually like the AJ Bell. But that's probably just number, a numbers game, isn't it? They used to be able to do it, so, so something's gone yeah. wrong. Yeah, Maybe you know it was... Who used to sponsor it? Power Gen, when Newcastle last year. Yeah, it. maybe that's the issue. Maybe was it Tetley's at one point, I think? Is, is it... What was the Anglo-Welsh Cup? What was that? It was the same as the Premiership Cup, but it had the Welsh the teams. Welsh teams it, it was basically just their B teams. Yeah, yeah, that was crap as well. Oh dear. Anyway. Oh dear, rugby's finished. Right, I think two more for the agenda, mate. I think we should chat about Joe Marler, and then I think we should do some Six Nations slash 2023 predictions. Yeah. So, naughty Joe Marler. Again. Again. Has received a six-game ban. Reduced to Reduced to two. two. But if he does it again... If he does it again within a year or 18 months or something... He'll serve those other four on top of whatever ban he got then. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, given he he does have some history of this, does he? Not exactly the same <laughs> thing, but his disciplinary record isn't fabulous. It's his go-to line, though. He's used it for years. Like he's used that joke. But not joke. It's not a joke. Yeah, he's used, he's used that line. Even like trolls on Twitter, he'd use a similar sort of yeah response. Not that that reconciles them. Just, I guess that evidence might help in showing that it wasn't. It wasn't like a targeted. No, it's just kind of what thing. he does, and it just was very, very, very unfortunate. Not just for that, but just in general. Yeah. that Heenan's mum isn't isn't very well. I I'm so torn on this, mate. Because I'm torn on it. I I just like my initial reaction was like, what are you what are you doing? Like that's horrendous, and I think that's probably where I am. But then it's like, are we just are we going to dish out six week six game bans to everyone that like Insults has a pop someone. at has a pop at someone, or is it just because is it just because it's Marla? Is it just because is it just because Heenan's mum is unwell? Is it just because it went like you said went, like blew up on Twitter? That's what it was, Matt. Yeah, that's what it was. Which is not which is not good, is it? We can't have like Twitter controlling. It feels bans. like the last couple of weeks that's what it's been though. It's Twitter has been. Yeah. Well, not just Twitter, social, social media, media in general, yeah. as being the judge, jury, and executioner of mm-hmm. these players. Like, I'm telling you, like, if someone else had said that 
you know what, actually, I think in the context, maybe not. I think that might have blown up whoever would have said it. Yeah. But it would have blown up the same way and the same thing would have happened probably. But but it only but it only like blew up initially on the pitch and then on social media because Heenan was so upset about it. Yeah. If he'd said that to Lua Tua, who's touch wood, his mum's all right, Lua Tua probably would have just like waved it away. So, yeah. And, and it's like, that doesn't make it better that Marla... I, I, I just I don't know what, I don't know what to think. I, I think either it's I think it's either play on or he should do his six weeks. Yes, I think I agree. suspending four weeks of the ban is mental. It's like, well, what's the what is the point of that? <laughs> Can't be for good behaviour, can it? No, exactly. And it, and then you, you're you're basically saying like just slap on the hand. It's a slap on the hand. Don't be a prick for the next year, and you'll get, and you'll basically get away with it. Which it's like either either it's ban a six week ban or for me it's really unfortunate because he said it to Heenan whose mum is well. Oh, but then it's like, I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know what to think. I do think it, I do find it hilarious that Carl Dixon pretended he couldn't hear it though. That did make me laugh. Carl Dixon's having a great. He's not. Up. He's not having a good few weeks. <laughs> you must be looking forward to the Six Nations. I'm sure he's got a game. <laughs> Yeah, I was watch. I actually watched that. I was at home for Christmas watching that game with my dad, and my dad, my dad was like, "I don't really understand why they're letting Carl Dixon referee the game." And I, I was like straight away, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, I don't think you can like make that distinction because like you know Wayne Barnes is from Devon, so should he not referee Exeter ever or whatever? Um, and then I actually thought he like refereed pretty well, made some big decisions that went against Quinns and whatever. And then when I've since like seen that on Twitter and stuff, I'm like, oh, he definitely heard that. <laughs> he 100% heard that and just chose to ignore what? it. Because Marla said it twice, and they were literally as close as we are together. Like, yeah, it was I just... Game. Yeah, but I guess Dixon didn't know the context either. He just heard like a sledge. And would he normally but, send someone off for saying well, something like that? So, Probably not. Well, um, who, was I here, who did I hear talk about this? Someone asked a referee who they didn't name. I got the sense it was Barnsley, but they didn't name. Was it? It might have been Andy Good, and he said that referee said, "If I if I heard that on on the pitch, I'd red card them straight away." So it's obviously a, a sledge that is potentially red card worthy in at least some referees' opinions. Um, because I think I th- I do think that is like maybe a well no it is a bit much it definitely is a bit much. But it, but it's where do you draw the line that isn't too much? Like, can you call someone? Can you just like call someone like a fucking prick? Is that is that okay? But then if you call their mum a fucking prick, it's not okay. Like, I don't know. It's tricky. <laughs> or let's just let social media decide every week. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like some people have said, "Oh, your family's always been off limits." Like, you know, things get said on rugby pitches. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, it's it's one of the sort of byproducts of what I think is mostly a positive thing of having the ref mic, which I think is great. Because without a ref mic, that nothing happens there. No. Nothing happens. Like, Heenan blows up and they have a little push and a shove and then we just crack on and play rugby. But then, like, in football, they deliberately don't have a ref mic because <laughs> it would be just, horrendous. You just have to watch like, and people, see what... Yeah, people would just be banned, like, every week. So... I think well, I, the main example in football of someone talking about someone's family was the 2006 yeah. World Cup final, wasn't it? When Zidane headbutted yes. Matt Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. 
and he got the red card. But can but can that be the can that be the cut off? Like you can say whatever you want, but you just can't mention their f- like I don't know. There's not a na- there's not like with a red card for a tackle. It's like if there's head contact, it's a red. If there's not, it's not. Yeah. There's just not a natural cut off for like quote unquote sledging, which I don't think this is really a sledging. I think it's a bit more than that. But there's just not a natural cut off, is it? So I don't know. Tricky, tricky. Don't know. He's definitely used this sort of language before. I'm sure there yeah. was an incident with one of the Dupree's brothers where he said something very similar. I think. I, can't I think he, what he said. I think he has since said that that is. I think he's literally said that's my go-to line. It literally is as well. Like, yeah. funnily, like from the years we've done, like Joe Marler's best sledges, yeah. Joe Marler's best, well, not best, but you know, most remembered, yeah. and then Joe Marler's. Twitter comebacks. Yeah, yeah. So many are mum related. Yeah, yeah. So we can help them in evidence to prove that if you yeah. want. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, but he does do that. And then I think it's just kind of unfortunate and the right thing's being done. It's one of them. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think Marla meant anything bad by it. No, no, I think, yeah. As I said, if it, if it was to any other player, it probably just like gets waved away. But yeah, just a, sh- a shame for everyone involved. Um, not what we need. But if uh, Borthas fancies it, he will be back in contention for the Six Nations as long as he doesn't call anyone a whore in the next couple of weeks. Um, so on that note... Could do. I would like... Or do you want me to name our entire Six Nations? Squad? I think so. <laughs> I, think we should, I think we should fly through a 15. What do we think our Steve Borthwick starting 15 is going to be for the Scotland game? And just like not think too much, just kind of rattle through. Genj, George, Cole. Okay, yeah, I like it. I like it. That room has been out there and there's no smoke without fire, so I like it. Why not? I'm just going to go fast. Etoje Laws. Okay. Uh, That goes a bit harder. Yeah. Um, I'm going... Earl. I'm going... Oh, Earl. Earl. Curry's Curry's out. Curry's current... uh, uh. Earl... Don Brandt, Tom Willis, potentially Jack Willis, Jack Willis, one of the Willis boys, one of the Willises. Let's say a Willis, a Willis. Overall, JVP, JVP, Farrell, Farrell, centres. <laughs> Dan Kelly Slade. I'm going. Yeah, I'm I'll probably just stick with Manu, but we'll go for Dan it, Kelly it, just to mix it up. It will be Manu. It will be Manu. And then back three, Stewart at fifteen, shotgun calling that one. Freeman and Hassel Collins. Freeman and Hassel Collins. I'm going to go... I think he's going to go for one conservative, more conservative winger. I'm going to go Jack Noel and Caden Murley. The same vibe, same vibe. That's what I'm going for. Like, now, Noel and um, Freeman are you, Ben Cohen, and Jason Robinson. Yeah, yeah. That was what I was thinking of. That's what I always think with wingers. You have one out finishing sort of brute and one who's just a bit trickier. Not loads. We haven't named loads of Leicester players there, have we? There's no sort of George Martin, Chesham. I like Chesham. Uh, if Laws like is Chesham a doubt, too. I'd have Chesham. Yeah. Uh, Did we ever find out what was wrong with Ezekiel? I know he's back now, but I don't think anyone ever no idea. released it. No, no idea. He's on private medical, so that's fair enough. <laughs> you know, just curiosity kills the cat, you know. But yeah, yeah that's, there isn't that much difference. I think the, the, the one I'm most interested in is... The 10 
and the byproduct of the, of the ten is the centre partnership. You know that the, the hilarious thing about getting rid of Jones. I reckon if you ask most England fans to name their fifteen, it won't be too different to no. fifteen he was playing. No, no, it won't. But I think that's also the problem. Like we haven't we've got loads of talented players in England, but none of them have actually had a chance to step up to the next level. No. So it's like in England, we've got like I think I did an article a couple of weeks ago where you can do six fifteens. Of England players, oh, they're all but you could good. take anyone from the fifth team, put them in the first team. Take yeah. people from the second team, put them in the sixth team. Yeah. There's not a real distinction between any yeah. of the teams. Like every team would be pretty decent. Yeah, which, which is, is a also good, a problem. Which is well. a great place to be, but also not a great place to be. And that was kind of like I saw. I think it was Russ Petty on Twitter. I think like released like how many caps Eddie Jones had given, and the minutes that all of those caps had played. That's and there was a, there was loads of caps that had like really not like less than like forty minutes of, of play, which yeah. is kind of the problem you're in. You're like, well, we've got all these amazing players, so we'll give them a crack. But then it's like, well, they can't all just stay in the squad. Yeah. So it is true. It's how the All Blacks got so good. They just stuck with. I guess they picked a load of youngish players in two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Yeah. Stuck with them for eleven years, basically. You think you know, sort of Kano, McCaw, Reed. But 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 in, interestingly, I remember, I remember seeing something about Israel, Doug, New ben Zealand, Smith. New Zealand doing that as well. Their their sort of like thirty forty cappers, yeah, would have like ten times the playing minutes to any other country's thirty forty cappers. Oh yeah, they because they the they'd, they'd like start on the bench, but they'd come on for like more basically more time. Like rather than chucking them on for four minutes at the end, like we did with. Uh, Arundel or whatever, yeah. they'd actually like give him like maybe fifteen minutes at the end, so he actually can get into the game rather than just getting on the pitch. Yeah, um, I think the problem is they came to the end of that cycle, and that's why they've had a bit of a yeah. dip. Yeah, because now all of a sudden you've got a team where people just aren't as good, aren't yeah. as experienced. Like if you've got six or seven players over a hundred caps, that means there's players who have got no caps and yeah. not been playing. Exactly. I still think they could win the World Cup though, <laughs> to be honest. And I do, just because of the yeah. talent they got. But like, they ignore talent just because they were sticking to what they had. Like, yeah. Steve Lewatour has got like four caps. He yeah. could have been a yeah. international back row for sure. Yeah. The only the only position they really did it with was on the wing, wasn't it? They get a wing. They get a winger in for ten caps who would score ten tries. Then they get another one who did the same. Yeah. Another one who did the same. Julian Savea. Like Savea was like he's the next general on move, and he played like twenty games. You know who? This is a, the streets won't forget Milner Scudder. Milner like Scudder. 2015. Milner Scudder, mate. And then you had Rico Ayoani. Who's now playing 13. Yeah. But he had a year where he they just couldn't stop scoring. Oh, I swear there was another big big name on. Who's the one that played the minute? Who's like a social media? People don't like him because I think he did something he shouldn't have done. Oh, they've got, they've got, unfortunately, they've got a couple of those. Yeah, that, it feels like the all black. Their no dickheads policy, I don't think, is actually particularly true. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his bloody name? You know what? He doesn't deserve a mention. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve the airtime. You're absolutely right. Um, who plays on the wing from now? Will Jordan and probably the person we're trying to think of. <laughs> yeah, Severus. Reese. Severus. Reese. Severus. Reese. Not by all accounts. Not a great bloke, allegedly. And there's, an, there's a, one in the pack as well. So, um, what's his name? Frizzell, Shannon Frizzell? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they both had uh, similar indiscretions in the past, unfortunately. 
Um, all right, so predictions for the year. Very general predictions as we're approaching the hour mark. Um, who's going to win the Six Nations? France. Who's going to lose the Six Nations? Scotland. Yes! Knew you were going to say that. Knew you were going to say it. I'm well on board for that. Um, <laughs> You're ready for it. You seem excited I, about I'm it. I'm buzzing for it. I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I don't even hate Scotland as well. They used to be like one of my favourite teams. but I think they've got difficult fixtures. It's like the year where their yeah. fixtures are a bit more difficult. Yeah. yeah. And they're... Oh, but then, I don't know. Who knows? Who you know what will be the most interesting game for me right now? Wales versus Scotland. Or Scotland versus Wales. Whatever way around it is. I think it's Scotland versus Wales this year, but I don't know. I just think Gatlin gets the job done, though. Nah, I think he will as well. But I, I am interested to see it, though. I don't think he gets the job done against France and Ireland. I think they're too good. But I think he could definitely just get the job done against all the other teams. They're going to be but a lot it, tougher but to beat. They, I, but... What is exciting, I think I think Scotland could, I don't think they will, but I think Scotland could lose every game. I think Wales could lose every game. Italy could lose every game. England won't lose every game, but they could lose four games, yeah. I, I reckon. They could definitely lose four games. I think France and Ireland are a bit too good, but it's quite exciting. I think it's I mean, the I'm most open it's been. I'm, I'm very excited to, to watch more of Italy. Well, most open in the middle of the pack, I think. I think yeah. it would make France and Ireland the favourites. But you yeah. never know, they could... Ireland peaking too early. Maybe. It's happened a lot. Yeah, yeah. This, this, that'd be classic for them to get a Grand Slam on this year. Absolutely classic. I can, always, I can already picture, like, Sexton with a pulled hamstring in the quarterfinal sat on the ground <laughs> with them 10 points down with two minutes to go. I can just picture it. I always remember oh the 2015 God. World Cup against Argentina, and they just felt, the whole team just felt a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just broke. Yeah. They throw Jerry Carberry on, and he, he's like, oh, no, what do I do? Yeah. That's always the answer, just throw Jerry Carberry on. Throw Jerry Carberry on, just hope Does he actually ever start again? <laughs> only, when, only when Sexton's injured. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite often. I think they're both injured at the moment. Yeah, Sexton... Didn't, did Sexton get banned? No, he broke his cheekbone. But didn't he break that? He, no, he, yeah, but he broke it in a tackle and then didn't get banned. Then didn't get banned. Yeah, okay, yeah. You're right, he did break it in a yeah. tackle. You're right. Um, okay, so you're going Scotland to lose, France to win. I'm going Scotland to lose, England to win. Come on, the lads. Go on, Borthers. Swing low. Oh, can't sing that anymore. Cancelled. No, yeah. God save our king. Um, Cancel that as well. <laughs> come on, come on, the lads. I wear the lads. Okay, uh, what else do I want from you? I want a Six Nations England bolter. Bolter? Yeah. A Borthwick bolter, we'll call him. I think the obvious one, just because it's been reported, would be Tom Willis, but I'm trying to think of someone else to be a bit more creative. I guess, considering he was sort of you know, dumped in the autumn. I think Jamie Blameyer might be a good one. That's Especially a good with Luke Cowan and Dickie out. Yeah. I think Blameyer, he's the best, he's the best person suited to being your bench hooker. Yes. I think. Because he's done it for three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And always has an impact. His try record for England's ridiculous. Yeah. He did play against Canada, which, you know, pads the record. Yeah. I'm going to go with who we mentioned, but didn't put him in the team. I'm going to go with Ollie, Ollie Chesson. Yeah. I think Borthwick will pick him, and I think he'll be very good. I guess another one, just because you said Ollie, is Ollie Lawrence or Ollie Hassel Collins. Yeah. There's a couple of Ollies. We haven't really mentioned Ollie Lawrence at all for a while, but he's he's been going well. 
Worcester, Worcester folding is probably the best thing that's ever happened to him. I think so. Unfortunately. I guess Ted Hill could be on a one as well. Yeah, he's been... I like Ted. Of, he's been a bit of a monster. I heard Gary Graham talking about him um, the other day, and he just said, like, he, I think I think uh, Ted Hill like held him up over the line or something. Uh, and he just said he just felt like a baby. Like, Ted Hill was just so big and so strong, he just felt like he was being graded like, like a little baby. Assassin, yeah. He's he? he just... Yeah. He, He's got a bit of a baby face. Just freakishly strong. He look. He, he has Clark Kent vibes when he's got. Yeah, he does. On. He does very much so. All right. Um, like you pretend to be normal, but you're not normal. <laughs> you're superhuman. What about? What else? Do this I is want? what I'm saying though. When you say you can make like five, six England teams, we can yeah. just sit and name players. Yeah, all yeah, know. yeah. What about someone that? I'm just plucking things out my ass here. Someone that. Featured heavily under Eddie Jones that will not feature for Steve Borthwick. Hmm. Kyle Sinclair. Just, just okay, I like that. I haven't seen him have a good game for no, about no. a year. But I, I, like I love the bloke. Yeah, I think he's too. our best. He's the best tight head we've got. But yep. something's just gone awry since he went to Bristol. Well, Brist- Bristol have gone awry, haven't they? I think that's well, that wouldn't have issue. helped. Yeah. I was really surprised he signed a new contract there. Yeah, me too. I'd have thought uh, this ain't working. I'm clear. But I, d- I do think. I do think. To be fair, I think they are probably just like going through a funny little patch. They've, yeah. they've got enough quality, enough resources, enough cash, a good enough coach because he is a good coach to when be th- to be very very good. Yeah. Like I just think it's a bit of a. When I say Sinclair won't feature as much, I mean, he might not start. That's all I mean, really. Because yeah, okay. there's not much options. No, no, there's not really. <laughs> but even just being on the bench would be, a, considering where he was, you know, a year, two years ago, he was yeah. like, probably thought of as the second best tie hard in the world behind yeah. behind Furlong. Yeah. And I don't know, there's some coaches just haven't fancied him in the past. So, no. yeah, I just got a feeling Borthwick might be like, I think he's got that. He's like, also been injured as well. Yeah. And he's got that, like, hothead label, hasn't yeah. he? But I, I, think, I think that's maybe... I think since I he think sort of days. lost that a little bit, I think it's actually damaged him a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it might have done. Might have done. He does some players. He it? does a lot of. He does a lot of like first receiving tip-ons, now, and not a whole lot of like carrying very hard and smashing people. Yep. Which I think I'd rather he did, did a little bit of both. But what about further afield? As we are in the World Cup year, there's a lot to go under the bridge until then. Chile bringing it home. Yeah. Yeah, Chile's winning the World Cup. <laughs> They'll win our hearts at the World Cup. What are the odds on that, I reckon? Oh, um, I think they're 500 to 1 yeah. or 600 to 1. I Must think that's be being too generous as well. Worth a tenner, surely. You can get Scotland at 80 to 1 if you fancy. I'd rather bounce Chile. That's why I know he's off my heart. But. Uh, who's going to win the World Cup, mate? Here's my prediction yeah. France are going to lose the World Cup final against somebody. Against somebody. That's because that is what France do. Yeah. But, or is they it, lose World Cup finals. But is it what France did? No, it's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> Probably be the bloody South <laughs> Africans and we'll have, um, oh, be we'll so have Jared Wright on um, Twitter doing the day, day 2000 as World Cup champions or whatever. I could really do without South Africa winning it again. Yeah. They, they bore me, South Africa, now. Don't know why. Argentina to win the World Cup. I don't. I've, I've completely forgot how the how the that's sort of draws well, yeah. done at the moment in my head. That's a that's a lovely shout. That is. That would be that would be mega for world rugby. I'd love. I'd you know what? Love you know that. when people are saying about Eddie Jones like helping the team out. Yeah. 
Wouldn't yeah. be against him joining Shex his old and Eddie Jones his together. Old pal. That would be massive. The two, Tom, the two teams he's been rumoured to be going to help out at the minute are you know, Georgia and Portugal. Yeah. That would be... Oh. I enjoy the rumour that Morgan Parrak can now qualify for Portugal. Oh, can he? But then I was thinking that's really bloody harsh on the scrum half. We've yeah. got them to the <laughs> He's World like, Cup. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you see, uh, Cooney might go play for Scotland, might he? Yeah, but I don't think he'd start, would he? Price would still Probably start. Probably not. Yeah, and Ben White's pretty Ben White's playing well, yeah. so. Yeah. It'd be one of them. He'll, he'll move to Scotland and he won't even get picked. <laughs> but Cooney's very good and his goal kicking is very good. Yeah. So that might take a bit of pressure off whoever ben. plays at 10. Maybe Ben Healy, another Irish. Maybe Finn's not Irish playing player. well enough and he'll need to call up, um, I don't know, anyone else. <laughs> well, uh, is, it, is it Ben Healy? Yeah, Ben Yeah, Healy. the Munster lad. He's, he's now, he's now com- course, converting. Uh, what's Duncan Weir doing? Duncan Weir, I think he's just chilling for uh, Edinburgh, isn't he? Or yeah. Glasgow, whichever one. He doesn't care. Just growing his hair, hopefully. I think they want Finn Smith, desperately. And if I'm Finn Smith, I'm thinking about it, because... Oh, I don't think I'm even thinking about it. I think I'm, I think I'm going. Do you think? Yeah. Would you? I think Farrell's got another World Cup rotation. Another one? Yeah. Oh, Gen- Jesus. Genuinely. And I think Smith and uh, Smith's got two or three. But the thing is, you never know in rugby, because I reckon that Cipriani at this point, you're thinking, oh, he's going to have three or four World Cups. True. Games. Very true. But, but he didn't. I think, I think Could Smith, Smith is... fall away? Could do. You never know. <sighs> I think he's got... A Bit Depends more what Balfour wants. Credit in the bank having, you know, like won the Prem. Play, he's already played. Wasps won the Prem in like Cipriani's first season, man. Yeah. Or second season. It's I not beyond know. the. No, it's not. It's the not. It's a possibility. It's not. But if I'm if I'm Finn Smith, I'm. But then I suppose you have got to back yourself, haven't you? Yeah, I would hope that Balfour would have spoke to him. Maybe. I bet he has. I'd have a, I'd give him a shot, you know. He's playing really he's, well. He's classmate. I think he's. I think he's, he's more more in a George Ford mode. I love. Agree, I sort of player. really enjoy watching Northampton Saints play rugby, and he's he's become pretty pretty integral to that. So, yeah, I rate him a lot. If I'm Scotland, I offer him the world, though. You know, you're going off from everything. Yeah, because. And then, yeah. then, but then, is Gregor Townsend in a position to offer him everything when he's fucking off in six months? Yeah, probably not. He's probably not even, th- even thought, probably Town- not even thought about it. No, because like <laughs> Townsend's like, oh, we would love to call him up, but it's like, you, mate, you're fucking off. Yeah, yeah. So if he's thinking about, it, he's probably like, well, maybe not. Yeah. All right, all right. So you went France to lose, basically. France to lose in the final. Argentina to win. You going for it? Yeah, whether it might not fight, work if whether I'm that, not looking yeah, at it. Yeah, who cares? Let's not let detail ruin a, yeah, a good, a good wild prediction. prediction. Uh, I'm going to say, it's a, it's a bit boring, but not as boring as it has been in, in the past. I'm going to say New Zealand to win the World Cup. Unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. You know, if it's not, if it's not England, it might France as well be them. shouldn't have been beating them every time, so it would be very, very mm. fast to lose to them in the final, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. I just, I just think, I think they're very much enjoying flying under the radar a little bit, slash being called not very good. I still think that Dusatois performance in that 2011 World Cup is like best ever, best, best ever, best ever potentially. There's another article yeah. in that met five best ever individual five best performances. E- yeah. Get it written down. Hopefully, uh, it's usually back rowers when you think of it. Yeah, like, I always think of like the Haskell against um, Australia, Australia as well. That was insane. And I think there was a ridiculous game where Pocock against someone made like six turnovers. I think it might be us in 2015. Oh, I think it was more than that, mate. I think he made like I think he made like double figures turnovers. Like yeah, was, like, I'm gonna I actually want to Google that. Even though we're coming to the end of the pod, I actually want to Google it that. It was a ridiculous game. 
I'm trying to think of other individual... Like, people always point, oh, Johnny Wilkinson all through, but, you know, he did miss three drop goal attempts before he nicked it. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter, though, mate, does it? Uh, Do you know what I loved? Did you ever see when, like, Matt Dawson buried Johnny Wilkinson? It was like, why on earth did you say that? No. He like, was like, Johnny couldn't... It wasn't actually that good natural rugby player. He could only follow a plan or something. It was just like... <laughs> And now I just remember Martin Johnson just absolutely buried him. He's like, oh, it was all about Matt Dawson. <laughs> Whether that's true or not is kind of irrelevant. I know. Oh, here you go. Here we go. Here we He's go. a strange fellow, Matt Dawson. Do you know what? I think he was probably one of the best scrum halves of all time. But he doesn't seem to get the sort of recognition he deserves, probably just because people don't like him. I don't know why they don't like him. I don't know. Do you know I what I mean? I don't mind him. I don't hate I him. I quite right. liked him on... Question of sport, but do you not think he's not really regarded as highly as he probably should be? Consider when you think of that World Cup winning team, yeah, people always like, oh, Richard Hill's one of the best, Delalio, yeah. one of the best of all time, uh, Wilkinson, one of the best of all time, Jason Robinson, one of the best of all time, Jason Leonard, absolute legend. Yeah, probably. I found it. You found it? Yeah. What was it? So, in his test, in test rugby, this was in 2020. Uh, since making his debut, he won 142 turnovers. This is Pocock. Outrageous. Which was more than any other player in that period. Richie McCall had 114 in the same period. And at the Rugby World Cup... And he, he came won, in from the side. At the Rugby World Cup, he won 34. And he got... He got 17 turnovers just in the 2015 World Cup. There was a ridiculous game. Where I swear he, just he got over real. 10 in one game. I swear was he it against did. Wales? Could have been against Wales. I remember what TV I was watching it on. I was like, what on earth? Every breakdown, he's just scooping the ball yeah. out. Yeah, it was absolutely obscene. Oh, I, might, I might be wrong because I think it would pop up, but I just I thought he'd got double Even figures if it wasn't double once. figures, it was like seven or eight. Yeah. I would say the most you see in like a Six Nations game, max four. Yeah, max. That would be mega. That would be mega. That yeah. Would be mega. yeah. I love when turnovers conceded of Finn Russell's playing it'd be like six or seven. <laughs> usually tactical turnovers. He's usually like sort of just kicking it into space yeah. or something. Yeah. Or throwing intercepted passes. Well, and and because he makes so many clean breaks, they they often lead to turnovers as well, don't they? And Mike Brown always used to do that, didn't he? Yeah. Run away from everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd be like, yes, go. Oh no. All right, mate. That was a that was a, a, a strange tangent to finish on, but you know. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's part of the party. It's what we do. Um, but we're good to, good to wrap up, right? Yeah, we? let's wrap up. I think it's been... Enjoyed it. Very much so. Very much so. Hope you guys have too. Uh, but yeah, that does it for episode 30 of Not Another Rugby Podcast. Brought to you, as always, by ruck.co.uk and Altius Images. You can find us on Twitter at ruckrugby, Instagram at ruck.co.uk, and you can just search ruckrugby to find us on TikTok and Facebook. All the links for those will be down in the episode description as well, so you can just follow those if you want to. You can visit our website, rope.co.uk, for all the latest rugby news and features, and links to all of our channels, like I said, will be down in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to, rate, and share the podcast. Enjoy this weekend of European rugby, and we'll see you next week.